Well, hey, everybody, welcome to episode six of the Follow Podcast. We are going to have an honest and open conversation for people who are actively learning to live like Jesus. We are in season two, Authentic Conversations. This is episode six. Woo! We are we're chugging along, and guess who today's special guest is? I am joined by Pastor Jessica Collins. And if I haven't introduced myself, my name is Matt Smith, by the way. But it's great to have you, Pastor Jessica. I am so glad to be here. This is a lot of fun. I'm really excited for this conversation. Now, you're no stranger to uh, the Follow Podcast. You've been on a couple of these already, and it's always a good conversation. But uh, we're we're actually uh, kind of pulling some of these ideas out of your teaching this past weekend at One Church TO in our weekend gatherings. uh, And the the title was Spot the Fake. So we're in this this, uh, season of authenticity at One Church TO, and we're having authentic conversations on the podcast. So we're going to dive into a lot of stuff. But you mentioned something specific this weekend. Your first job was? It it was one of my first jobs. It wasn't actually my first job, but it was one in which I grew up in a town that um, you could get jobs before you were of age, and they'd pay you cash. But this was an actual on-the-books job. So it was my on-the-books first job. There you go. Big deal interview, and I was a cart pusher at a grocery store when I was 15. So my first job was at Canadian Tire. Really? And I was the cart guy. No way. I also cut keys and told people which aisle to find stuff in. This is good. So how many carts could you push at a time? Because I have a number. Oh, I don't know. You don't know? I I wouldn't remember. I could push 12 (laughs) carts, and you were only supposed to push five. Oh, but wow. I could put. I got to a point where I could push. Did now? Did you have a? Did you have like a? I had a skill to do it. Like you, you lift yeah, them yeah, and turn them, right? Yeah. So yeah, I had tricks. I would ri- ride them backwards and do like three sixties and oh, stuff. Oh, fun! So yeah, when when the end of the day was the best when you cleared all the carts. Yeah. Did you enjoy cart pushing? I hated it. Well, it was better than the inside part of my job. <laughs> oh, see, I would have rather been inside. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there, there you go. We, we learned okay, a little about I you. I didn't know now, that. One of my favorite parts of the teaching was how how many of the codes of the vegetables and fruit that yes. you remember from when you were a cashier yep. in the same at the same grocery store. That's pretty. That's pretty yeah, awesome. That, does that come in handy at all for you? It now? does now because almost every store has turned into the self serve checkout. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you know that. So, so is it you the same have to go, It's the same numbers. And no so way. it's the same numbers. So I'll be holding something, and I'm not as good as I used to be, uh, but. It's quick. I'll look at the first two numbers and then I'll know what the other two are. Wow. So I can go them really fast. Um, and did you know there's actual, like, there's reasons behind the codes? Like okay. c- certain numbers are. I know organic has. Yeah, organic has own, their own code. Yeah. And from where they are has a certain oh. code. And so if you know the codes, you can decipher your food better. But Wow. Learn the well, codes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You didn't know you were going to experience yeah. that on the yeah. follow podcast yep. today, you did go. you, everybody? Yep. Well, okay, let's jump into to this weekend. Uh, here's what I'd love to talk about. I want to know what God's voice sounds like. Ooh. So I want you to help with that. I want to have a good conversation okay, yeah. about that. And then you talked about four fake news traps. I want to go in more detail and talk about some of what that looks like and maybe even some examples for our own, from our own lives. That's great. And then we've got some questions from the Follow oh, Podcast audience. Yeah. And uh, they're good. So we're going to jump into some of that stuff as well. So starting with the voice of God, no big deal, right? We're no big deal. Sort that out. No big deal. Let's sort it out. <laughs> you know, you used, you used um, this scripture from John ten twenty seven. You said, or Jesus said, "Yeah, my sheep know my voice. I know them, and they follow me." Yeah, that it, that's so aspirational for me. I want that for my life so bad. I'm pretty sure anyone who's following Jesus really wants that. 
but how do I know if God's actually speaking to me? Like, like what, what like where, what's the, the, the official metrics there? That's good. You know what I love about that verse? I love the idea of like a shepherd and a sheep and nobody else. So shepherds mm. spend so much time with these sheep. Nobody else is around. And right. so the cool thing about that is there's no other sounds around. There's no other voices. No wonder a sheep can learn the voice of a shepherd. There's no one else giving them instructions on what to do. It's the amount of time they spend, right? The amount of time they spend listening right. to that shepherd. And then I think, like, I don't know, I think when danger comes or night comes where like it's dark and maybe it's hard to see what's going on or decipher what's going on and an enemy comes in or some danger comes in. Well, they're so attuned to that shepherd's voice. It's all they hear all day long that it's easy to follow their shepherd's voice in dangerous situations that the unknown happens because they know that shepherd. They know they've kept them safe. And so I found in my life, the more I'm in tune with listening to God in the little things, uh, you know, those things Mm. that like Jessica walk across the road and go talk to your neighbor. Jessica, your tone is harsh. You need Mm. to be more gentle. Jessica, you didn't handle that situation. The more I'm able to allow God to just kind of speak in my everyday life, when those big things happen, those dark moments, those unknown dangers lurking, I seem to be able to hear God a little bit more clearly if I've been listening to him. Oh no! Does that resonate with you, or is it the same for you? I I think I've, I've had moments where I've thought I've heard God, and I haven't. Or I thought I was obeying something and it like crashed and burned. Uh, and I might have even shared that on the podcast. There's one famous one from me, like famous to me. Does that work? Is that famous? A, nah, yeah. Anyway, it's a big, it's famous a big one in my me. mind. There you go. It's a big one in my mind where I I was working at a pool as a lifeguard and we got to play music and I played Christian music one time. Okay. And it was a huge step of like like vulnerability for me to do that. But I felt like God was leading me to do that. And then I remember one song came on. It was like way too harsh. And someone in the pool was like, can we please turn this off? This is really bad. And I was like, what happened? I was thought I was listening to God. And I remember feeling so confused and like really embarrassed mm. by that. I'm like, why, why did God do that to me? So like, like uh, I, 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 maybe, maybe we can come back to that type of moment. Cause that's, those are like, those are the big moments. Are I have big a big moments. moment, but <clears throat> I want I want to get there. But maybe can you? You have three kids. Yeah. How do you explain this to your kids? Oh, it's so good. So, um, we work hard at this. I'll tell you why. I think it's. I think one of the most important things for kids is to learn how to discern the Holy Spirit speaking to them. I, I, think I want that for my kids. You get so that bad. right. A lot of other things. Sometimes we think it's our role to convict of sin. Sometimes right. we think it's our role to oh, provide direction or. Yeah. Um, guide or speak into, I'd push back and say, I think that's the role of the Holy Spirit to convict sin, to discern pathways, to warn uh, us of impending dangers. It's our role almost as parents and leaders to help people learn how to discern the voice of the Spirit so they can actually pay attention to what he's saying. So Mm. for our kids, what we've always done um, is that we've helped them to discern that the Holy Spirit often sounds what's right and what's wrong. And so as parents, we've taught them what's right and what's wrong. There's mentors in their life that teach them. The Bible teaches us what's right and what's wrong. So when they were little, um, I'd say probably the ages of two to eight years old, that's kind of what we really focused on between right and wrong. Like this is right and this yeah. is wrong. And yeah. you uh, you don't steal, you don't lie and all those things right. to give them kind of guardrails. So God kind of 
reminds you through his Holy Spirit of what you already know. Absolutely. And as a parent. But then there comes a time, and it's usually when our kid's around seven or eight, that we've had to help them discern the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, though. So they've come to us, and they they'll feel guilt, right? Like they'll make yeah. a decision and they'll have to share it with us. Yeah. And it often happens at night. I don't know about your kids, yeah, but yeah, at night yeah. it's, they're kind their of guard tender. Is down. Their guard is down. What is it about nighttime? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's they're extending. They don't want to go to bed. I don't know, but yeah, they're more probably. likely to <laughs> share with you. And so I've often found they will, we'll put them to bed and then Skip and I will go do something. And one of them will come downstairs and say, I have to tell you something. And they'll go ahead confession. and share confession, right? And yeah. there's something so beautiful about confession, right? Like we yeah. don't practice that enough. Um, it's it's a spiritual discipline that totally we should confess yeah. to God and to other people. And yeah. so they'll come to us. I got to tell you something. They're probably trying to extend their bedtime, um, but they'll share something with us about what happened in that day. I was mean to so and so. My teacher had to tell me to do this. I took this. You asked me to do this, and I lied, and I didn't do it. Right. Um, Many times as parents, I've leaned in and been like, you shouldn't do that. Go to bed. Why are you extending your bedtime? Like, let's be honest. Right. But I try to practice in those moments discerning the Holy Spirit speaking to them and helping them understand right. that, well, in this moment, you made a bad decision. But I, even more than your bad decision and even more than the discipline I want to give you, I want to help you understand that the Holy Spirit's actually speaking to and you right now. in a sense, they're being obedient in that moment. It, maybe it's not the right time of no. day, but... They're acting in obedience, yeah, yeah. and and it's the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit often feels like a conscience, um, right. and sometimes we think that's so like dumbed it down, Mundane. and it's not spiritual enough. Yeah. But that's what He does. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit reminds us of truth, so He's going to remind right. them of the truth that we have led them to by reading the Bible with them. He's yeah. going to remind them of the the ways of God, and He does that through a still small voice. Right. It, it often isn't booming. I can. More often than not in my whole life, it's just been a quiet yeah. knowing, Jessica, you're wrong. Uh, or br- that Something nudging. being brought to your awareness yes. that you know is already true. Yeah. So I, I've just really yeah. he- tried at between the ages 7, 11, between those ages, so important to help them understand that a conscience and the Holy Spirit, sometimes we're like, oh, that's just my conscience. No, I think it's the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit is propelling you to do what's right or to admit to what you did that was wrong. And helping kids understand that that's, that's the Holy Spirit speaking yeah. to me helps them understand that the Holy Spirit's always with me. And so not only does he do it at bedtime, yeah. he does it at yeah. school. And yeah. when you hear him, you need to be obedient because the Bible tells us the more that we hear his voice, the better we can actually hear him. Totally. I think that's, that's uh, something I've tried to practice in my life. I know when the noise is high around me, I don't discern well this, the voice of the Spirit. And so even some of the spiritual practices or, or disciplines that, mm-hmm. that actually silence some of the exterior voices or some, sometimes even my own personal interior voice, those are the moments where I can actually have a conversation with God as opposed to just telling God Absolutely. through prayer. Um, and that's the beautiful thing. Maybe that's why they're laying in bed and it's quiet. Yeah. They're practicing silence they're and solitude. With, with that thought. And God speaks to them. Right, Yeah. So, so for 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 yourself, what yeah. are some moments you mentioned, like going across the street talking to your yeah. neighbor? So many of those things is the things that you know that God would want you to do, but He's bringing them to your mind in mm. that moment, so that so you're being more present to where God is up, at, uh, like what where He's active and and yeah. He's working, and you're you're 
saying, yeah, oh, yes, I will partner with you. I will, in a sense, be obedient to your pulling me into a, a moment that you're already working. Is that fair? Yeah, totally. And it, you said the word obedience. I think that's where it happens in my life all the time, where he calls me to obedience in a lot of different areas. So I can be uh, having an argument with Skip. <laughs> that yeah. We're both just not seeing eye to yeah. eye. And the Holy That Spirit, happens to I, you? Right? Honestly. <laughs> oh, no. it, it's his problem. <laughs> like, he's not seeing the truth. Uh, but the Holy Spirit will whisper, whisper to me, yeah. gracious, yeah. kind. Yeah. Like, stop and think about your words. That is not what I want to do. Right. I want to explain exactly why I'm right and all the reasons yeah. as to what. But the Holy Spirit comes in and he protects us, right? He mm. he softens our hearts. Um, I think of like scenarios in which I'm having a conversation with someone where I'm having to step into their life. And maybe what I'm saying is actually true, but my tone is what yeah. he's pushing at. Jessica, right. gentle. Yeah. Jessica, peace. Bring me Speaking into the, the truth situation. In love. Exactly. Yeah. 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 conversations like he often speaks to me when I'm busy. So I'm very busy. I have a lot to do. I'll come home after work. And all I want to do is go inside, like just get into that door. I have a lot of things to do. And I'll see one of my neighbors and he'll say, go talk to them. And I will have this inward battle. You know what? God, I'm doing so much for you. I can't possibly take out 10 more minutes. Like you don't understand. Yeah. The, I'm tired. I'm tired. I've given you everything. And the moments where I've been obedient and walked over, he's done something in somebody's life. Mm. Maybe they're going through something. And because wow. I just step in, they just open up and they pour out. Um, this is what I know. He can take care of them without me. He does not need me. I'm sure he'd do it in another way, but he invites uh -huh. me to participate. And in the moments I'm obedient, right, okay. I, I get to participate. And in the so, moments I don't, I'm sure he uses somebody else. So you're actually missing out yes. more than they are. Yeah, that's a really good way of thinking about it because I think so often we feel like if God, if we don't yeah. listen to God, we're he's he's gonna like mm -hmm. his will won't be done. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> like he's so big, he does not need us. Yeah, invites us to partner. He, though he loves partnering with us for some strange reason. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. What about you? How do you hear the Holy Spirit in those quiet yeah. moments? Not the big ones, but like I the think small some moments. of the most profound moments have been uh reading scripture okay yeah isn't it funny how sometimes you can be reading the same thing over and over again and then something comes i remember there's one season i read through um i guess it, it, it would you could drop your the, the needle on the record anywhere in the old testament and i had read through sections of it for sure i don't know if I'd, at that point in my life i had read through the entire old testament but I'd read through enough of it, and every page I turned to, I was seeing justice, and I had never seen it before. How the the Lord looks after the orphan and the widow, and He calls us to be part of that. And that's I'm not, um, you know, we, we've done some like not personality tests, but that type of stuff. And my social service bent, my need to be involved with social stuff, is really low, and I felt God in that season wow. was elevating that for me, for me to be a priority that I need to be aware of, that I had, uh, I need to prioritize it because it's important to him, not just because it's something I want to do or I get good feelings by being involved with stuff. Um, so th that's a good example of, yeah. of me like gently being corrected by the Holy Spirit day after day. I just kept seeing that stuff, kept underlining it in my Bible. Oh, wow, it's there again, it's there again. And it became a, a melody that I was like, I was hearing all 
all through. That's that's one big moment for me. You mentioned you had a big one though. I did. I do. I'm yeah, curious. I do. So <clears throat> I'll tell it to you. It sounds wild, but by the end of it, you're gonna understand. So like, yeah. brace yourself. Um, so I was young. I was a young pastor in my early 20s, and uh, it was the end at the end of a gathering, and I was sitting at the front, and uh, I, I wasn't doing anything. I was just kind of like waiting for the the gathering to wrap up, and one of the elders came up uh, and sat down beside me. And, um, which was odd because like, it wasn't somebody that I always interacted with, but I, I knew him. And he said, I have, a, I think God wants me to give you a message. And I said, okay. And already in my mind, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. If, you're, if you've been around church land, often those, that's the alarm bells will start sounding at that 100%. point. A hundred percent. And I yeah. did believe that God could speak. I just, I'd heard it so many times and been so weird. Yeah. A yeah, lot of the times yeah. that like I was who just... who you're going to marry and all honestly, that stuff. Honestly, yeah. right? You'll have five children. Well, I only have three. Like, <laughs> yeah. anyways, we'll talk about that after. So <laughs> okay. he says, um, yeah, it's like you are uh, swirling around and there's chaos abounding all around you. And instantly I'm like, well, I don't feel like that at all because I was in a great spot in my life. I didn't feel okay. chaotic at all. He said, there's chaos going all around you. And Jesus wants you to know that you are safe inside a cocoon, protected and safe. Okay. And so I just looked at him. I said, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moved on with my life, right? Wow. Uh, I, I didn't give it much thought, to be honest. I had an attitude that I went into it. And sometimes um, I've learned this um, after that experience. Often if anyone gives you a word like that, it's good to just take it and maybe share it with somebody else and say, hey, somebody said this to me. I don't even know if it's for me. Will you pray with me about it? And pray right. either that I'd be able to discern that it's wrong and it's not for me, right. or that God would reveal to me that it was for me. I didn't okay, do any of that. I just want to pause yeah. and just, like, uh, we talked about God partnering with us. Yes. And Him choosing that. I just want to highlight that this is a theme that we need to be watching out for all the time. God works in community. Yes. We lean into community. Yes. We discern through community. 100%. This is so important. Okay, keep going. Do not discern on your own. That yeah. is such a terrible recipe. Don't just sit with something. Share it with someone that you actually trust, your who you've seen. Community as group. Uh, a leader that you've you've journeyed with. Yes. Yeah. And someone spiritually mature. You want someone more spiritually mature than you so they can actually pray with you and yeah. and discern if this is from God. Anyways, I didn't do any of that. I took it away and I was like, <laughs> that's not from God. Moved on with my life. Um, I'd say about six to eight months later, completely had forgotten about this. Didn't think about it at all. I was driving um, on a highway down the 403 and I was headed to, Skip and I were dating at the time. I was headed to meet him at a wedding we were going to. And... Um, all of a sudden, I got into a car accident. Oh, boy. And so I was sideswiped, and all of a sudden, my car started spinning. And I had not, I promise you, thought about that since that moment that that man had said it to me. Right. And instantly, my car was spinning, and it was like everything stopped. I don't know how else to explain it. And the exact words that he had said to me came back. There's chaos swirling around you, but Jesus wants you to know you're safe inside of a cocoon. And I wow. instantly, it was, it's one of those moments, probably the most profound moment spiritually of my life where wow. I just knew the Holy Spirit was there and he was using it. Um, fast forward, my car did stop. I uh, got hit by another car, um, wow. pulled off to the side. And so the police and ambulance showed up and they kept saying, I can't believe nothing happened to you. There was a little tiny dent in my car. It's absolute, And they were saying, it's absolutely unfathomable that wow. you are completely safe uh, because what had happened was a semi had driven by. And so it was like, um, I didn't see it, but witnesses had said it was a mere second from my car swirling around. Oh my goodness. And so I'll tell you this, it 
it took my breath away, not because even God protected me in it, but it was something that someone had said to me that God obviously had sent them and got the Holy Spirit brought it to memory right. months later in a season. And I knew that I knew that it was from him. And from that point on, I think I've been more attuned to the, to the mm. Holy Spirit's voice. He, he doesn't show up like that, hardly ever, once or yeah. twice in my life. Yeah. But he is moving and active yeah. and he, he works in our lives. I think there's so many moments in our lives that he orchestrates or protects us from or leads us towards that we don't even see because our eyes are so focused on the here and now. Yeah. Wow. That, well, thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. really cool. And, you know, moments like that are almost a gift. They, they give us a sense of, um, you, you know, uh, uh, that God wants us to be a part of something. Yeah. Otherwise, why would he, you know, protect you in that way or speak to us or lead us in certain things? Um, it gives you a sense of purpose, um, you know. In, and in his the, presence. Yeah. He's just with us all the time. What about you? Have you had anything like that? Anything yeah, wild you know, or crazy? Not, nothing like that intense. Um, anything memorable? Well, like you just knew the Holy Spirit spoke to you in that moment. Uh, it, it's always been the quiet, yeah. like faithful voice of the Lord. Like I, I've, I, I remember I did share this on the, on the, on the podcast, uh, that one proverb that mm -hmm. stuck out to me when I was trying to discern what I was going to do with my future. Yeah. And I, that, that verse still, every time I read it, it's like, so means so much to me because I, now I, I've proven it true. He has taken such good care of me. Um, you have to listen to the other podcast to get the uh, whole I've story. I've listened to it. But um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I want, for the sake of the the other questions we got, yeah, we've let's got go. lots of good stuff. Come let's on. keep rolling. But I think this is going to be a theme that we that comes up on this podcast a lot. How do you hear God? Yeah. How do you discern his voice? Um, and uh, uh, you, you mentioned this, sheep left on their own are the worst enemy. Yeah. And... Uh, I want to dive into that, what you mean by that a little bit more. Um, and also, how do you fight against that? Yeah. So I was thinking about it as I was preparing for that. We don't have any other animal, per se, that has a caretaker for them. Right. Like, we don't have... Not in the same way. Like, not in like the same cows way. cows don't... Where like you have a rancher this, right? You have something. a rancher, but yeah. they take care... Why does a sheep have a shepherd? A sheep has a shepherd. Now, if you think about... Sheep, they're a little bit, like, I'm heard, sure, sure you've heard, like, dumb as sheep, blind as sheep. Like, there, yeah. there's this idea. There's Actually, not many good connotations. Not many good connotations. I, and then I've also heard that sheep are smart, so I'm not even sure if it's true or not. But either way, <laughs> let's just go on, on that thought for a they second. They just play dumb. They just play dumb. <laughs> sheep often wander off on their own. When we read yeah. the Bible, sheep are constantly wandering off on their own. They're constantly needing a caretaker in a way that other animals don't seem to need as much as sheep right. always. Sheep and a shepherd. Like, that, that's all you hear. Yeah. So sheep have this, have this tendency to wander off and get themselves into danger. Sheep have a tendency of walking away from their shepherd. Sheep yeah. have a tendency of not knowing what they need and needing a shepherd to constantly guide them towards water yeah. and safety. I think that you and I have a tendency as, as humans yeah. that we like to do things on our own. We right. sometimes don't learn from our mistakes. And sometimes we applaud it when other people do. Right. Bootstrap. You, you did it. You know, yes. like all that. That's Good for you. Right? It's not true if you didn't work the whole. The, absolutely, and I just think sometimes we have a tendency of we have a shepherd, and he's a good shepherd, and he loves us, and he's there for us, and he's providing for us, and and he protects us from danger, and he says, yeah. "Come to me, listen to my voice." 
be my people. I will protect you. And we have this tendency to be like, it's good. I got, I got it on my own. I'll come see you if there's a real problem. Right. We get ourselves into problems. Sheep often get themselves into problems. Yeah. We often think of wolves and coyotes and all those different animals as the problem. And they are. Right. And that's why a shepherd's there to but protect probably them. probably more often than not, it's us leaving the protective boundaries that that's where we face the wolves. Yeah. Leaving our shepherd. If a yeah. sheep would just stay by its shepherd, I don't think there'd really be much danger. Right. A shepherd would be always there to protect them. Yeah. I, I, I think this comes back to, we just mentioned that community too, yeah. right? So how, how do you guard against that in a practical way of being your own worst enemy and being out on my own? That's good. Yeah. The, well, like, how do you do it? Think of sheep in a flock. They stay together. They travel yeah. together. Um, I think of personally, just even a relationship with Jesus, following Jesus. That's a hard thing to do on your own. Yeah. It, it could be easy at first. Put a put a podcast on. I'm going to read this book of the Bible. Whatever it is. It's that easy in the good seasons. It's great in the good seasons. Yeah. But after a long time, it gets lonely. After a long time, if there's no one to talk about. If, it gets stale. Well, we talk about those echo chambers. If yeah. it's only my voice, I'm the only one on my journey with Jesus. And uh, no one else is speaking into my life. No one is calling anything out of my life. No one's saying, oh, you read scripture that way. I kind of see it this way. Right. The Holy Spirit's not able to use anyone because no one's around me. I think that's like there's beauty in community. I don't I don't think anyone should follow Jesus without being in a community. Because just think of a sheep, they wander off so easily. We we need community. We need people to journey alongside. So of does us. that mean let me just keep playing yeah. the devil's advocate or or playing de- playing sheep? Um uh does that mean coming to church every week then? Yeah, it could. For some people I think that 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 you yeah. That that might be a practice they put into place for other people. Uh, maybe it's worshiping on, uh, like uh, being online and and connected. I love our online community. There, yeah. I'd sometimes push at. There's some great community happening on our online community, talking about the teachings and connecting yeah. during the week. That maybe isn't as strong in phys- so I you just don't get the opportunity to t- to talk during the teaching. Uh, well, exactly <laughs> right, and please don't. But no, I, there. I think there's many ways you can find community. You can find it in a community group. Yeah, you can find it online, talking about the teaching as it's being taught. You can find it on a Sunday morning here, sitting and having a coffee in the cafe. You can yeah. find it in your neighborhood. You can uh, like what I love is that I'm not just friends with Christians who attend my church. God puts Christians all in my life that right. I build relationship with. And then he puts fo- people who aren't following Jesus in my life so that I can encourage them, so that they mm. can learn who Jesus is through my life. So I think community shows up everywhere. Do I think you should be a part of a, a church community? Absolutely. I think that there's value in that. I think there's a biblical precedent in that. I think there's a safety that comes to that. But I think that we need to be people that are looking for ways to develop community in every aspect of our lives. Okay, just a quick take on this. Yep. Uh, if if you feel like you're open and ready for community, mm-hmm. but you don't feel like you you have an easy time being close to people or finding those relationships, what's your your number one tip? Well, on the One Church Tia website, there's this button called Groups, and if you click it, I think that there's a whole bunch of different options. There's yeah. interest based groups. There's groups that study the teaching. There's young adult groups. There's teenage groups. There's seniors groups. I can guarantee you, you can find a place of community here at One Church TO. Uh, so that would be my first. Make sure yeah. you're finding Christian community. Like, Join us at One Church TO. There's many. Reach out to us. We'll help you find community. But also outside, 
of our church family, we need to be looking we need to be looking for ways to cultivate community yeah. in the places. So what does that look like? Well, sitting and watching sports, my kids are in so many different sports, talking to people beside me, yeah. right? Instead of just like looking at my phone right. or, or reading a book, deciding, oh, so Holy Spirit, I'm going to let you. Yeah. <laughs> Parent counsel, uh, going to the grocery store. I think there's a million different opportunities for us to engage with what God is doing if we would be open to allowing him to lead us. Toronto's a tough place. A lot yeah. of people locked onto the sidewalk or their phone. A lot of people you say hi to and they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So that is that is tricky. Uh, another thing I would add to the mix is just serving. Yeah. Oh, like, that's so good. You, you mentioned this a bit, like volunteering even outside of our church community, but serving the from my wiring, working shoulder to shoulder yeah. with people is my favorite way to build friendships. And if you're looking for friendships, that's one of the best places to start. So. And we have a, a thousand opportunities to serve here at the church. Probably Amazing, literally a thousand. Uh, probably literally a thousand. <laughs> and interest-based ones, like things yeah, that will actually match you your talents and abilities, the things that you love. You'll connect with people who love the same things. It's a okay. win-win. This podcast was sponsored by <laughs> Serve at One Church TO. Okay, fake news traps. You, fake you, news you, traps. You talked about these four fake news traps. I'm going to go through them. Echo chambers. Yep. Devouring wolves. Mm-hmm. That one's got a good name. Sticking with the sheep theme. <laughs> Public opinion and soundtracks. Now, the, the two that I want to spend the most time on are, are echo chambers and soundtracks. Okay. Um, we'll see if we can get to the other two, but echo chambers. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned to consume voices or like connect with voices that stretch you and push you. You mentioned that in your talk on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, how do you do that? Like, how does Jessica... Like, what media are you consuming? Where, where are you going to find these voices? Is it, uh, I think Pastor Keith mentioned last week that his Twitter feed is more than just the voices that he loves. Yeah. But that has been a huge one for me. So I'm on Instagram a lot. Yeah. Um, I force myself to follow people that I, that I like kind of brush me the wrong way, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, that kind of, uh, I have no problem following people that have the same voice as me who, and I do follow those people because it's helpful to, like, to gain perspective, but I follow people who are living a different kind of lifestyle than me, mm. who are um, choosing to do something else with their life than I did, who might see differently, even polarizing people on issues politically or even yeah. through the pandemic. My tendency would be to shut them off because I don't want to hear it. But I, I do force myself not to consume it all, but to have varying voices within my life. Uh, news sources. I like to listen to different news sources, even news sources that I don't even agree with at all. Um, I do. I make sure that I don't just listen to one specific um, news station or news channel. But I find um, if you're if you're kind of looking, have a more of a broad spectrum. Now it's really important, though. Let me just push this. It's really important to discern truth, though. So um, I don't just buy everything that I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I allow myself just to put into place that I will not build an echo chamber. I won't just choose people who sound like me, who have the same theories or the the same biases that I do or see the Bible the same way or see the world the same way. I want to be challenged. I want to rub up against people who kind of, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't agree with that. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing wrong. Sometimes we're so scared of like a different opinion and, and it's kind of like those, uh, is it flamingos that put their head in the ground? Ostrich, I Ostriches. think, is the, yeah, But the you know theme, what I mean? Yeah. So an ostrich, putting yeah. your head in the ground, like I'm not going to listen to anything else. I'm not yeah. going to see anything else. Just because I listen to something else or read something else doesn't mean that it becomes my belief. 
I can read something and be like, I still disagree with that, but it challenges me a bit to, because I, I recognize I'm not right about everything. Right. Even the stuff that I know that I'm right on, I might not be completely right on it. And so um, hearing other voices just really helps to to balance or sometimes to to validate what I'm actually believing. It's so hard for me to listen to voices I don't agree with and not be defensive. Yeah, I know. It's so hard for me to to hear stuff, even if I'm trying to be intentional. So what are you what are you listening for? Like what 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 is the yeah. value? You're you're is it just so you're aware and you're you no. know, you're, you're building up a new a new layer of oh if that's what they think well this is what I would say <laughs> if I heard that sometimes that does you know what I look for I look for the places where I bristle. Okay. You know what I'm talking about when someone yeah. says something huh, and it causes me to bristle. I do know what that is. <laughs> I yeah. ask myself why I'm bristling. Sometimes I'm bristling because what they're saying is just so offensive to the God that I know mm. and love that I just, it's it's not true. And right. I, I bristle at the untruth, but sometimes I bristle because someone says something and it pushes at something. Maybe something the Holy Spirit has been saying to me and I've been ignoring him or not that area of my life. God, yeah. you can have this area and this area, but don't touch that area and Someone says something and it's different than what I think. And so when I, when it causes me to bristle, I think Pastor Jonathan talked about this the one time when you're reading the Bible and you want to push it away. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, so we would physically do that. Physically just, push it away. Why does this bug me so Same much? Same as conversations. Yeah. Or if I want to like uh, not follow anyone on Instagram for some reason, I ask myself, why? Why is that? Is it because right. what they're talking about is unhealthy for my life? Then it's good. Unfollow them. Right. Or is it because something that they're saying is bristling me and challenging me in a way I don't want to be challenged. Okay. And and uh I guess does it does it help you discern your own biases as well when you're hearing other people? Like when you bristle, does it help you discern oh, this is the boundaries that I have set out here? Like like because I think a lot of us don't even know where we have kind of staked our claims in yeah. life until we hear something that's different and it's then the boundary line gets drawn for us. I think a bristle can be a, a bias um, detector. Yeah. You know what I mean yeah. when I say that? Yeah, like, totally. That's what I was wondering. you're yeah. bristling at something, I think that can be a bias detector. Now, it might be a good bias that you have, or it might be something that you're yeah. believing that's not true. Right. It could be something that needs to be reaffirmed, yeah. or it might be something that needs to be questioned yeah. or reevaluated. Okay. Uh, Heather asked this. Thank you for your question, Heather. Thank you, it was Heather. Online in the weekend gathering in the chat room. So you mentioned this. This is where this one came from. I love from. you guys. How do we recognize the difference between echo chambers and God's sacred echoes? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, so maybe we should, because that's that is a nice, a nice sounding, cozy yeah, statement. It does God's sound sacred cozy. echoes. What do you think Heather is meaning by God's sacred echoes in the first place? Maybe we should just start there. So what that would mean to me, Heather, and to my life um, would be the, when we talked about like um, those declarations, those yeah. affirming truths that God speaks over our lives, the, yeah. the things that are true no matter what I'm going through. That's what I would think of when I hear of God's sacred echoes, that he's reminding me of who he is, of what he's done for me. Yeah. Um, and so I get, did, would you say anything yeah, to add there? The only thing, uh, like maybe this is the same thing from a different angle, would be the repeated themes. Oh, that's good. You know, like if we, if we, like going right back to what we talked before, that justice theme, that, that for me was a theme that was being repeated. It was an echo that I saw all through scripture and then I saw through the body of Christ at its best. So I think that would be like a sacred echo. Something this God's is, confirming in your yes, life. Yes, yeah. over and over again, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's great. So 
if we differentiate between something God's wanting to speak in our lives, a sacred echo, whether it's a truth that he's already said or something he wants to illuminate in our lives, as opposed to um, those echo chambers, I think echo chambers make us feel good about ourselves. I mm. think echo chambers, in, in a bad way, they, like, they feel make me feel comfortable. Smug? Smug, um, that I can look at somebody else and describe my why my way is better. Right. It's pushing at that question I asked, is this a a tested theory or is this just your opinion? When right. it's just my opinion that I'm building up in an echo chamber, I, I hold on to it really tightly. Everyone has to believe what I think. I, I it's You're building a court case against the uh, other side. Yes. I I have reasons as to why. Um so echo chambers I think are um pretty self motivated. Mm. Uh they bring me a lot of um I feel good about myself. I feel more and more confident about my position. It's certainly not motivated by love. Um, yeah. God's sacred echoes, as Heather says, I would say are motivated by love. They feel like him. They sound right. like him. Oh, man. It always comes back to to knowing his voice, uh, spending time with him. Like, I, I, I this is a bit of a, a sidetrack, so forgive me for this. Let's but go. I, I just, I, 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 I think this was more when I was younger and maybe it was the stage of life. I don't know if you're hearing this a lot now when you're talking to people. But discerning the will of God. That was a big one as teenagers. Right? Discern the will of God for your life. <laughs> and I felt so much pressure. Yeah. And I, re I remember hearing it one time where it was like, the will of God is clear. It's like to, to love God and love people. That's the will of God for your life. The will of, your, of God for your life is to look more like Jesus. Yeah. The will of God for your life is to do the things that Jesus did. And, and so that, in a sense pulls that rug out from under us of the escape of like, ah, oh, it's just mystical like chart through the universe yep. that I have to find the star map and I have to find my way there. And it, it's, instead of that, it becomes a, how do I obey today? What I already know to be true. That's the will of God. For the will life. of God is for me to be obedient. Right. That's we, what he's asking. But we don't want to hear that because we're sheep and we want to run away and find our own way through the universe and yeah. be unique and wonderful. <laughs> 100%. Uh, going back to that question for yeah. Heather, um, I also think echo chambers challenge us and make us want to like fight more, whereas God's mm, sacred charge voices us yeah. charge us up. Yeah. God's sacred voices are challenging. They're hard to hear sometimes. Mm. They, uh, he can use them to shape us and mold us if we'll let him. Right. Um, but they, they also are are um gentle in a sense that he, he knows where we are. He's not gonna like hit us over the head. Right. Um, but they're also not gonna fuel us to come up with more arguments to build up those echo chambers, right? They're they're gonna yeah. fuel us to, to make change, to step into obedience right. as opposed to armor up. Right. And th there's something peaceful even about a conviction moment with God. Yeah. He's calling us to be more of what he knows we can be. He's yeah. calling us to be better. He's calling us to to love deeper and and be more rooted in in the good, healthy person that we're becoming. Yeah. There's nothing um, uh, fate, fatal about that, or or yes. on the other side, like we're talking about. There's nothing that uh, incites us towards other people. Yeah. You know. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get us some. Want to fight and, and yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get some language around this because I'm hoping for myself and others we're we're able to really clearly hear the voice of God more. Um, yeah. Anyway, that that's that's really good. Thank you for that question, Heather. Yeah, it's a good one.
Um, I'm going to skip over Devouring Wolves and Public Opinion. I don't think we're going to have time for those okay. today. You covered them pretty good on the weekend. So if you want to hear that, um, uh, you, you can go back and hear that. Go but soundtracks, I want to talk about this. Now, as soon yes. as you mentioned it, I was wondering, and you confirmed it later when I checked with you, there's a book that you probably got some of this from. There is a book. This is a book recommendation from the Follow Podcast. Uh, my wife has read this book. I haven't had a chance to yet. And she found it to be so helpful. Honestly. She loved this yep. book. So this is very wholeheartedly endorsed by the Follow Podcast. Absolutely. So we originally heard this voice at the GLS last year. I don't Global know if you remember Leadership that. Global Summit. Yeah. Yep. And it was a fantastic session that I captured a lot from it. And it, it goes through this idea that we all have soundtracks that are playing yeah. in our minds. There's a soundtrack playing in my mind right now about you. There's a soundtrack yeah. playing about every situation that we walk through. We have a soundtrack yeah. for different people. And so we have soundtracks about Even about ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, the hard thing, right? Yeah. That's, there's soundtracks that play all day long. And unfortunately, we spend the most time with us. And so those are the soundtracks we hear most, and right? And they're usually, uh, like, uh, what I've, I've heard, and this helped me a ton, I don't know if this, uh, the soundtracks that we play in our mind are stuff we would never say to or think of anyone else. Absolutely. We are, we are, uh, we are not a friend to ourselves in our mind sometimes. Guilty. I've been there. Guilty. You know, <laughs> probably, We break ourselves today. down so yeah. that we go into any situation and we're, all, we're not our best coming in yeah. because we've already... It's almost that disappointment, right? Like, we don't like to be disappointed, so I'm going to break myself down. I'm going to yeah. put myself in my place so that I can't disappoint myself. Yeah, you can't, you can't tell me I'm bad because I already did. <laughs> exactly. No one, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, so he asked three questions, uh, yeah. and I didn't talk about these, uh, but I wanted to highlight Ooh, them for you. bonus content. Bonus content. So, he, so we're talking about those things that, the things that you'll say about yourself that you yeah. would never say about anyone else. Yeah. Those are the things we're talking about when we're talking about individual soundtracks. He says, yeah. Three questions we should ask ourselves. Is it true? Right. And sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Maybe we maybe we enter a situation and we're like, oh, I'm not going to do very good at it. And maybe that's true because the last time you didn't do very good at it. Right. It could be true or it could be, no, That's there's no truth to it. If, if you answer that question, yes, it's true, you need to move on to the next question. If you answer no, the thought needs to stop right there. Okay. If there's no truth based on what your soundtrack is playing right now, we need to shut it down from that point. But say it's true. Say, yeah, you messed up last time. You probably will mess up this time. The second one, is it helpful? Right. Is it helpful to think that thought? Is it helpful to to know that? Is it helping to me right now? rehearse that, yeah. And so the answer more than likely is probably no. It's probably not helpful that I'm beating myself up before going into a scenario, before going into a job interview, before going into a conversation. Right. Not helpful to be thinking that. But maybe it is. Maybe for some reason you can decipher, oh, this is helping me. This is pumping me up. The third one, and I love this question, and this is a hard question. Yeah. Is it kind? Mm. Is it kind? Is the things that I'm saying about myself, are they kind? If we're honest, I don't think we talk to ourselves kindly at all. So, hard. yeah, yeah. So d just, this was really helpful for me. Someone differentiated one time for me the difference between kind and nice. Okay, yeah. Do you know that? Tell me about it. So kind is um, not holding back the truth. But saying it in a way that is is coming from a place of love and wanting the best for someone. That's good. Um, and kind obviously will be encouraging and and but you want you want the best for someone else. It's the voice of a loving voice. Nice often will shield the truth from someone because they don't want to ruffle any feathers yeah. and they don't want to take the risk. A kind voice will risk crossing the the 
the the boundaries of comfort to be there for someone else, to to speak something into someone else's life that might not be easy to say, uh, might even be a risk to the relationship or for them looking good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kindness. And that's the, the voice of Jesus that we see is that kind voice. That's how he speaks to us, right? Like he, he's yeah. honest with us. Yeah. You messed up here. You're not measuring up here. Uh, you're not being you're not being good to yourself, but right. he, he does it in a kind way to 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 help us, yeah. to grow us. He comes alongside of us, and the, that's the kind of soundtracks we need to be playing in our heads. We can be honest with ourselves. Yeah, you did mess up last time, but that kindness yeah. that but but you're going to do okay this time. Yeah, but you've practiced. Yeah, and you're going to be your better. Best. You've done your best. What's you've worked the worst on thing it. That could happen, yeah, you know? those are the types of things we need to be telling ourselves as we walk yeah. into situations and changing the soundtrack. Um, I, I taught in the teaching that the world's going to give us enough negative soundtracks. Right. We need to figure out how we can add positive soundtracks. I <laughs> right. push like God's yeah. God's the best source for that. Right. He's the one that created you. <laughs> He's the one that has mm. good intentions for your life. Why don't we tune into some of the things He actually has to say? Do, what do you think about? I'm just thinking about this right on the spot. Those three questions, could you apply those to the voice of God, discerning the voice of Ooh, God as well? It's so good. Is it true? Well, I, people often say, oh, I don't know if it's the, the Spirit speaking to me or not. I can't differentiate. The Bible tells us that the Spirit will um, already use what God has said about us. So right. I often, when I hear the Spirit speaking to me, I'm like, oh, I think He's trying to speak to me. I'll line it up with Scripture because we know that Scripture is true. Yeah. And so is it true? Yeah. Does it line up with what God has already said about himself? Does it line up with who the person, like you were talking about, this is the type of person God is? Right. Does this line up with his character? Yeah. If the answer is no, then it's not from him. Yeah. And, and you know, true, helpful, kind. Helpful, those are, kind. Those are all good things to be even discerning, which you might be feel is coming from God, as much as, yeah. you know, discerning the own soundtracks mm-hmm. that are going in your head. Um. So... Do you do you want to share any soundtracks that you can fall oh. prey to and how you deal with them? Because I think um, it's fine to say, yes, okay, so yeah. if it's not one of those things, I'm just going to turn that thought off. Like, Yeah, that's how really you, good. Is there one that, that comes to your mind often and how do you deal with it? Yeah, so uh, definitely I would think stay in control. So for me, I like... I, I love to be in control. I mm. love to control all situations. I feel safe when I'm in control. When Everybody I, does. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I feel like everything's good and, and things are protected. I know that there have been seasons in my life that God has pushed that, um, pushed at that. I'm in control. You're not in control. Oh, that doesn't feel like I want to be in control. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, there's this idea that like I like my hands to be closed, like tight. And he's right. like, I want you to open them. Right. Like I, I want you to be willing to let me use whatever I want to use in your life. I want to yeah. be able to speak into whatever area. And I'm the type of person, and maybe it's me, maybe I'm the only one, but I like to tell him what areas he can control in my life. And these are the ones that I can specialize you, in. You're probably just someone who's admitting it. It's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in all of us, yeah. But yeah, no, that idea yeah. of stay in control, stay in control, stay in control is a narrative that has always played in my mind. It's something that I fight mm-hmm. constantly and the Holy Spirit is constantly like, but can I have control? Right. What about you? Yeah, I think for me, um, it uh, there's there's a lot, but, it, and I think, I think especially in relationships, okay, it would be, and this is probably a cousin to control, but it would be to be right. Oh yeah. You know, uh, the, this, and, and this is, again, we're, we're, 
we're these are more voices that are for lack of a better word competitive voices yep. right that mm-hmm. we're these are voices that give ourselves the advantage yes um but i think most people would struggle with soundtracks are the negative ones yeah totally i can think of a negative one yeah okay you go first so i think scrolling through instagram oh yeah oh those negative ones show up in my mind especially with parenting um, yeah. or like perfectly curated lives right like okay. i'm i'm in my house and like <laughs> i do not have a perfectly curated life and so yeah. i have three children that do not uh look perfectly curated all the time. I have a marriage that's not perfectly curated. Yeah. Uh, and so scrolling through social media can often uh, tempt me to think, oh, you're not good enough. You right. you don't do this, this, and this. You're There are way better parents out there than you. There's yeah. way better partners than you. You need to grow in this area, in this area, in this area. Even honestly, in the world of pastoring and teaching, there right. are some fantastic voices out there. Absolutely. Um, and we've I'm never thankful had more, for them. We've never had more access to them. We've yeah. never had. But yeah. it uh, there can be a tendency. If, if I'm tuning too much into these curated talks or these curated lives. The best ofs. The best ofs. I can start to think I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. Right. Jessica, you're an imposter. Those are yeah. things I can hear. I'm sure lots of people hear them, but I definitely hear them. Yeah. And Again, it's turning off that noise then, right? Like it's it's stepping away from social media for a yeah. season and, and just hearing the voice of God. I don't know, negative ones you hear? Yeah, like uh, I, I don't have what it takes mm. is is probably one or um, it's probably another way of saying it. It would be just like uh, a lot in that comparison. There's so many seasons in my life where it's like, oh, I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. Where where um, uh, I'm seeing the the challenge in front of me or I am seeing someone else rising to the occasion, and I'm like, I, I, I guess I, I'm that I'm not supposed. And they're doing something I want. I wanted. They have the job title that I want. Mm-hmm. They have um, a career that I wanted. Um, a lot of that for me would be in that uh, occupational side of things, where I'm seeing mm-hmm. flourishing in someone else, and I want what they have, and I feel like, oh, well, I can't do what they do, so I'm not gonna flourish. Yeah. That's that's. I resonate one. with that too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So how do you how do you how do you stop that? Yeah. How do you how do you like because that this it's one thing to know and discern. Okay, that voice is not helping me right now. Usually, I feel like trash. <laughs> so it's pretty easy <laughs> to discern that that voice is not a healthy voice. But like, how do you turn that off? Like, how do you like you can't just force yourself to stop thinking. Yeah. No, you can't. I think it's. Um, curating voices in your life. So um, finding people who, and I'm not talking like random people you follow on social media, though that is good. I'm talking about people who deeply care about you in your life, who will speak truth into your life, who will sometimes speak kind things that will help you to grow, but will also, um, who know you and can speak to the things that you're really good at and are championing you and um, kind of allowing people community again yeah. to step into your life and speak God's truth into yeah. your life. And then I, I think it has a lot to do with silencing sometimes some of those voices. I know we talked about follow some of those Instagrams that right. aren't that bristle you, but in the same way, there's seasons in which we have to shut those voices down because we can't hear God. Right. We can't hear him speak with all of the noise that's going on in our lives. Right. And so um I don't know, do you journal? I journal. I, I do, I know it's better better for me to do all the time, but I do especially when I'm in tough times. Okay, and you know what? That's great because 
at least hopefully you journal in the tough times and then a little bit after. Because sometimes turning back into looking back on seasons where God was faithful um, becomes a voice that speaks about who God is in your life. Who, Yeah, you might suck in a certain area, but God led you through. Even reminding ourselves like, yeah, last year I was worse at that. Right. (laughs) But I've put in the work and this year I'm better at it. So I might not be as good as so-and-so, but I've put in the work and the Holy Spirit is helping me and I'm growing in that area. Right. Yeah. The only thing I, I, well, I I guess there's a couple of things I could ask that. One is um, sometimes we don't, we don't follow uh, a thought through to its conclusion. And when we do it, we kind of, we see it for the the narrative that is, because you you know, when you're in those moments and things are really, really bad and you can blow them up, um, you, you, you're, you're, you're narrowing in on a theory or an idea that is really, you didn't test it. You're just, belie- you just let your heart open wide to it. And you're just like, this is a, who I am. This is what I'm believing. I'm wholeheartedly yeah. accepting this thought, but, but uh, questioning the thought and give it a giving, testing it a bit, not like those tests are great, but even saying like, what, what does that mean about me then? What's the worst I think, think could happen. I ask myself that question all the time. What's the worst that could happen? So when I'm looking at someone else, and I'm seeing their life, and they're flourishing, and I'm not. So I'm like, so what's the worst that could happen? I have a normal life. Is that the worst thing that could the happen? The worst thing. <laughs> and it, it kind of it 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 um not like it shames my thought, but a little bit like puts it in perspective, calms it down. And it's like the worst thing could happen is that I'm content. Wow. Oh, that sounds actually like something God would want for me. <laughs> this is a practice they use a lot in anxiety, especially with kids. Oh yeah, asking them. Okay, so let's talk about what's the worst can happen. And right. going down that road, let's let's fully discuss. Yeah, because like, that's and, what and illuminates specifics, right? Yeah, specifics. What exactly is going to happen? This, this, and this. Someone's going to die. Okay, is that the the worst thing that's going to happen? Once we illuminate what our like, because yeah. sometimes you're right. We don't do de- we don't finish a thought. We just start here. You don't test it. We don't go down yeah. there and realize. Oh, there's very either it's not that bad, or there's really little truth to what I'm even believing. And so yeah, I can, it's I can you see for, it. for what how ridiculous yeah. it, it really is. Yeah. The other thing too is just um, you you said this in a sense with other other voices, but like having voice uh, um, reminders that you can put instead. I think the hard hard thing, and my wife I think would 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 be saying that some of the soundtracks she had a hard time with because she couldn't turn them off. Yeah. She felt like they were like the, the they were just rolling around in her head. Um, and to to do that, you have to replace those thoughts with something else. And so even declarations, yeah. um, both her and, and myself, it, like if you asked us 10 years ago about declarations, we'd be like, oh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, totally. But but it's amazing, like the psychology and everything behind it, declaring truths about yourself mm-hmm. that you know actually really changes how you see yourself. There's something... It shifts situations. Isn't that weird? When you declare things, it changes your attitude and you approach a situation differently and the outcome is better because yeah. you had you started with a different thought. And like, uh, would I want that for my wife? For her to hear those things about her? Absolutely. Like, I, that's... I remember reading through her... I hope she doesn't mind me sharing all this. Um, I remember reading through some of her declarations and it was moving to me. Because it was like, yes, this is who you are. Yeah. This is who you are, and this is who I want you to feel. Like, this is who I want you to be, like, walking into your life knowing this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, 10 years ago, I would have been like, that's, that's a waste of time. 
but man, it, I, I've really shifted on that. I, I see that as a really powerful way to actually rewire your brain and, and not just like hack it and, and put false positives in your brain, but real truths that matter about and that should change how you live, right? Absolutely. That's I I always push on it. That's why I think memorizing scripture is so valuable. Yeah. Because the spirit can remind you of the things that you've learned. Also, and you can probably remind like, you of something you don't know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you don't know it, he can't yeah. he can't bring it to your attention, right? Like things truths that I have memorized have bubbled up in seasons and reminded right. me of who I am and who God is. Uh, another one um listening to to worship music yeah. Sometimes when I can't even pray, like I'm so like yeah. in the weeds out. or tapped out, yeah. I'll put on a song that's declarative and I will just sing it and sing it and sing it and skip mm-hmm. gets so annoyed. Like, why are you listening to that song again? <laughs> but I'm just learning how to declare a truth over my life. Even if I don't believe it, I'm just going to listen to it enough times until I, it starts to crack the hardness yeah. inside of me and seep through and, and life is born out of something like that. That's good. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we can get so low that it's actually tough for us to come up with the, the idea, like the germ of the idea that we're going to yeah. hang on to. We need we need to borrow it from someone else. Absolutely. And, you know, community again. Uh, but but seriously, having people in, in our life or, or even counseling or or, or healthy, healthy uh, ways of having voices speak truth into yeah. our lives re- recenter us because sometimes we, we've lost our mooring. A hundred And we're, we're, we don't see the shore. We need someone else to come and lifeboat us, you know? You mentioned counseling. I'll tell you this. uh, I've been with my counselor for uh, years now, and her voice often plays in my head when I walk through situations uh, in the best possible way because counseling and therapy does does something for you that it allows you to break some of those soundtracks or identify them that are going on. And so I'll hear her say things as I'm walking into a situation in my mind. I'm like, oh, actually, that is true. What I'm believing is not true. I, I'm mm. a huge believer in counseling. Well. Okay. Okay, we've, we've got time for uh, one question, and then we're going to close. And this has been a great conversation. Thanks for being part of this again. Um, on the weekend, you, you mentioned, and you mentioned it today, uh, when someone is coming at you with something that you feel is like, oh, uh, this is very different from what I think. Okay, yep. You can say, ask them the question, is this something that you know to be true? Is this uh, 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 your opinion or is this a tested a theory. theory? Yes. And Kathy asked this in the chat room, what is a tested theory? So how do you know Ooh. the idea has been, te- like, how do you, like, when is it uh, officially moved to that category? Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think there has to be truth to back it up. So I can believe that uh, nobody likes me. I'm all alone. I'm no good at anything. If that's true, there better be some truth that backs it up. I don't. If I'm all alone, there must not be one person that's connected to me in any situation. So you you test you the test theory. it. You yeah. look. Is there any truth? Like, let's make a list. Let's let's point form the truth behind it. Is it true or is it just is it just my opinion? Because we're so moved by our feelings, right? Like our feelings direct us, and there's something really healthy about uh, being able to identify our, our feelings. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling um, joyful. All of those are true. We are feeling those, ah. but it's not the truth of the situation. Yeah. I might feel alone, but yeah. really there is a community around me. Really, I have a church family. I just need to reach out. Call back to our emotional health weekend a few weeks ago. It, yeah. it might be true, but it's not always helpful. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You might yeah. be feeling it. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. But 
is it helpful? Is it is is there truth to back up what you're feeling right now as true? When we when we're talking about this, I brought up the pandemic. Yeah. Because this this was a moment in our history as the human race where I think this this really like this was a thing. Yeah, it was. There were so many opinions about you know uh, masks about uh vaccine all this stuff yeah. and we tried as an organization so much to to choose to trust the voices of professionals who were studying this long before anyone knew what a covid was yes a <laughs> covid <laughs> yeah right and yeah. and so uh that was that was something that helped us stick close to something where we we had confidence even when we were doing stuff that no one else was doing yeah we were trying to choose the voices to listen to. In, in we did seasons. not want to lean on opinions because we all had varying opinions. I we hated wearing a mask. Listen. I hated wearing a mask. Oh, me too. I'm so glad it's over. Yeah, right? But it was it was so uncomfortable. But we chose tested theories. Yeah. We wanted to make decisions based on truth Yeah. Um, in every area of our lives. Yeah. I want to, I want to make decisions based on what is actually true uh, because that's that's the way that leads us to healthier lives, right? Absolutely. Okay. That was that was a great conversation. And you're going to be back with us in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. We're going to have another conversation. I, I'm not, I'm blanking on what we're talking it's about. Making better decisions. There you go. Oh. So we'll talk about the terrible decisions that we've made in life and the better ones that we've made lately. Okay. There you go. And send this, us your terrible decisions. I'd okay. love to hear them. That's yeah. great. Speaking of that, uh, questions, please share them with us. If you're joining us on the weekend, put them in the chat room and our team tries to capture them. Yep. You can comment on this video if you're watching on YouTube. You can throw it into social media at One Church TO. There's lots of ways. You can even click in the description or the, the show notes. There's a link right to the follow podcast page. And there's a form right there that you can submit your question. We would love to hear you. In fact, we heard from Charlie on YouTube. And Charlie said, this has been such a great podcast. It's like an extension of our Sunday teaching and community group discussions. Well, that's exactly what we're aiming for, Charlie. And so thank you for joining us. It's now a tested theory. It works the podcast. It wasn't just our opinion (laughs) that it would be good. Now it's tested. Yeah, there you go. So uh, thanks for joining us uh, for, for episode six here. And we are... Uh, we are going to continue having these conversations for the rest of this series. We've got two more weeks. And uh, keep, keep submitting those questions. Keep uh, having those conversations. Keep leaning in and telling us, uh, you know, even if there's something that, that you heard today that you found helpful, we'd love to hear back from you. And uh, yeah, j- jump in and be a part of this in any way that you can. And join us for next week. Uh, well, this weekend for the teaching, we got a special weekend. It's our anniversary. It's gonna be fun. And uh, I, I love where Pastor Keith is gonna be teaching about um, discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit. So we're gonna be diving into that a bit more, even with him on the podcast next week. And well, let's keep having an open and honest conversation for people who are actively learning to live like Jesus. We'll see you next week. See you next week.